In terms of whether or not there was going to be a 30 million rand pension payout, was this under discussion or had papers already been signed to this effect? Well, um, so unfortunately, I'm actually hamstrung from giving you more details than uh, it would be appropriate at this particular stage. Mm. Uh, yes, but I can confirm with you that uh, there have been conversations uh, between the minister and the board from when the story broke uh, to date, um, and 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 the and and the reservations of the minister were, you know, adequately conveyed. Um, and, and now the board is actually working around the clock to make sure that it missed the deadline as set by the minister. Uh, the minister set a deadline of what, and for why? Could you kind of explain that? The minister has given the board seven days to respond, to actually work on the on the matter and then revert to, uh, back to her with uh, with a response. So essentially, there is an alignment that is being uh, that has been instructed by the minister in respect of the amount in question. So what the board is then doing at this particular moment is to consult all the relevant parties. You know, primarily Mr. Mlefe himself. And then uh, obviously work across um, uh, other institutions that are appropriate in respect of this particular amount to come to a particular, uh, you know, end, well, a proposal to the minister or a solution. I don't know what it's going to be at the end, but the board is working towards meeting the minister in this regard. You speak about an alignment of a process which is underway or has already been concluded so that we understand, um, you know, the frame within which this ultimatum falls. Is it superfluous in the sense that it's already, uh, you know, underway and therefore has to be reversed or it's a conversation that's still underway? It's one of those de- uh, details episodes that uh, I'm not actually at liberty to uh, to comment on, unfortunately. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to actually give you that detail. Okay, let's talk about the processes at ESCOM. Somebody who is Group Chief Executive, uh, who has served for um, a period of, say, four or five years, would they be entitled to a 30 million rand pension payout? It's a hypothetical question that you're asking. Um, I think I wouldn't be able to actually answer. What I can tell you, though, is that the the the, the amount in question uh, towards his pension is something that the board had thought was appropriate, given circumstances. Unfortunately, that I won't be able to talk about because we are actually we have actually transcended all that as we need now to respond to to the minister and uh, you know within a particular time. I'm, I'm, you know, my apologies. I understand really that you need some information, but I'm not actually enabled to actually talk about some okay. of the intimate details of it. All right, so then let's talk about uh, allegations uh, against the acting CEO, Matsila Koko, on uh, negligently implementing directives of the board's tender committee. How is that investigation proceeding, and are you also looking into recent allegations that were made at the weekend? Well, there is an investigation that was announced, um, you know, I think on the 30th of last month uh, by the board, which is uh, an independent legal and forensic investigation on on the allegations, essentially, as reported by Sunday newspaper, that there was a conflict of interest, um, you know, involving his stepdaughter. So the main question then for the investigation is to is to answer that particular question, was there a conflict of interest? That uh, was set down for 
for a, for a period of, a, of, of a 30 days. So we're actually nearing, in terms of that initial deadline, uh, you know, the, you know, the finishing line on that one. Then we'll know exactly whether what the Sunday Times said has any value or not. Mm. And while I understand that you can't prejudge a matter, but I'd imagine that there are laws and stipulations that would operate as effective guidelines whether or not uh, a conflict does exist to say whether or not it existed um you know is it really about the time frame of familial relationships or is it about the familial relationships themselves and whether or not there is a conflict well um the um, in terms of internal internal checks and balances we couldn't actually say that immediately as being as having been the case given the fact that he was the head of a particular department and and that department is not necessarily um, having any naturally uh, you know any relationship that could be said to have been natural in respect of the of the of, of the question so we have procurement uh, you know the department is responsible for tenders and he was responsible for a different, a different department. So that does not then necessarily, you know, assume a particular, you know, conflict. But, but all that now is what under the bridge, given the fact that we have a competent authority that is going to tell us whether there was conflict of interest or not. And when are you expecting those findings? Well, I think by the end of this month, we'll actually be counting days. Uh, I think we're actually getting closer to the 30-day period that was set down, uh, you know, jointly between the board and the minister. I hope that, uh, Mr. Koma, then we can have uh, a more extensive and substantive uh, conversation when you are in a position to answer those questions. But thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. It's Thank you very much. Spokesperson Kulani Koma. It's uh, 21 minutes past five. Leading contenders for the ANC's leadership are firmly in the field, despite the ANC not indicating that the race has begun. The governing party's different factions are positioning themselves around their preferred candidates, whose messaging and campaign strategies are becoming more apparent. Ndabo Mokoba has more. For now, the ANC succession battle is still a two-horse race with Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa and former chairperson of the AU Commission, Dr. Ngosa Sanatlamini Zuma, leading the pack. And both presidential hopefuls have all accepted the party line, that of champion and radical socio-economic transformation. They have differed, however, in their focus, with Ramaphosa's campaign message seeming to emphasize the fight against corruption, recently has called for an independent probe into mounting claims of state capture. This, this issue of the state capture is, is a huge problem. And it's such a huge problem that we cannot keep, you know, sweeping it under the carpet. Because it keeps rearing its head all the time. Uh, whatever you do, you keep hearing whisperings about it. The, the best way of dealing with it is to actually...